All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, let's start with gas prices here because yep. we're at about a eighty a liter on average around town. What happened to the whole we're going to get to the bottom of these gas prices? Well, according to Premier John Horgan, we did get to the bottom of it. He ordered a public inquiry at some expense back in 2019, and the Utilities Commission conducted the inquiry, and they came back, and they said there was an unexplained 13 cent a liter markup on gasoline prices in and around Metro Vancouver. It's not taxes unexplained markup. Couldn't figure it out, and Horgan pounced on that. He said, there, gouging. We knew there was gouging, and we found gouging. Well, (laughs) what's he done since then? This this came up in the legislature yesterday, and Horgan doesn't want to talk about it, but I'll just give you a price comparison. When he announced the inquiry into gasoline prices, it was about a buck seventy a liter. So we're at what one eighty now, and Dan McTeague says we may hit two bucks a liter. Uh, Premier got asked about this, and uh, the opposition said, "You know, you started a website, but you know you're the one who said you could do something about this. So what have you done about it?" Horgan uh, didn't even want to answer the question; just ignored it. Sidestep. Hey, did you know he removed the tolls on the bridges? <laughs> What? That's, like, that's his standard when answer. Now. I took the tolls out, and he did, right? And people like it, right? But now people are looking at, I mean, partly it's what have you done for us lately, but also people looking at housing prices and taxes and, you know, the carbon tax is going up on the 1st of April. It'll hit 50 bucks a liter. Oh, sorry, not 50 bucks a liter. It'll hit 50 bucks a, a, a metric ton of emissions. And that translates into 11 cents a liter. So, you know, he, the government's still taking its piece of the action. Uh, Premier didn't really address the question, but I, I think it's a legitimate question. John Horgan's a guy who told us he could do something about it. As you know, yeah. previous premiers always have washed their hands about it. Hey, they can't do anything about it. International markets, blah, 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 shortages, blah, blah, blah. Uh, John Hurt is a guy who said he could do something about it. So what has he done? Well, the answer is nothing. Well, especially when they they did find that there was a 13 cent per liter unexplained premium. So there's the mystery. Go solve it. Well, of course, the the other irony in all this, and one, some days you think just BC politics is run to generate ironies, but the opposition pointed this one out. When the floods hit last year and the gas pipeline, the petroleum pipeline from Alberta, the TMX one, the one that John Horgan fought in court to prevent from being expanded, when it was interrupted, we, of course, discovered that a lot of our gasoline, our our refinable product, our gasoline is dependent on the arrival of refinable product from Alberta. So the government had to get frantic to get that pipeline that it hates reopened. Um, because we're really dependent on it. And again, the New Democrats don't talk about this much, but that independent inquiry into gasoline prices also told us that one of the ways you could affect gasoline prices in the long run in British Columbia was to deliver more product to BC. And one of the ways you could do that was putting more refinable product into, or gasoline itself, into an expanded pipeline. Now, the government hasn't lifted a finger to make sure that happens, but again, um, you've got two things at odds here. 
as I said, Simi, uh, you go to the uh, Hansard uh, website and read the transcript. Basically, John Horgan just sidestepped everything. He didn't address the questions at all. Well, I do wonder if it's going to become more um, urgent, like he won't be able to avoid it, given the way prices seem to be going. Uh, but let's also talk about Mike Farnworth yesterday, because he weighed in on not every province is on board with what happened with the Trudeau government yesterday invoking the Emergencies Act. But what does the B.C. government say? Um, the government is on side with it. So Farnworth's press conference was on the ICBC changes and you're covering those on the news, but it happened after the premier, John Horgan, had had a conference call with the prime minister and the other premier, so they knew what was coming, and uh, we knew that uh, the government was going to, in- the national government was going to invoke the Emergency Powers Act, so Horgan was, uh, uh, Farmers was asked the B.C. government's position, and he said, uh, we accept that Ottawa has good reasons for doing this, and we support it. Uh, he also, you know, he was asked about the protest here in B.C., and he, and he made a fair distinction, I think, between what's happened elsewhere, the spectacle, and here in British Columbia. He said the protests here, and he meant the ones around the B.C. legislature, <clears throat> have been noisy, but mostly lawful. Uh, then he was asked about the one that certainly wasn't lawful. It has been noisy. That's the one at the border crossing. And he said, well, you know, his office, he's the Farmworth is the Solicitor General. Uh, He said he'd been in touch with the RCMP and he believes that the RCMP had the resources and the wherewithal and the determination to deal with it. And I think we've seen that they have. So, you know, over the years, British Columbia has sometimes seemed like a zoo on the national stage. And we've certainly had protests here that got out of hand. But I think Farmworth makes an important distinction here. Um, B.C. has mostly been spared the worst of the truck convoy stuff, although not completely. There have been protests that crossed the line. Mostly they didn't. Okay, so they, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens here. But I, I also find it interesting that they're, they were more concerned, I guess, with uh, what is happening elsewhere. They're saying in B.C. this hasn't been as much of an impact. No, I think that's true. And, and you know, we'll leave it for the postmortems on all this. But if you go back uh, to the roots, to what started all this, I think the fact that British Columbia has not been bitterly polarized around uh, vaccine mandates, around measures to uh, fight COVID-19, around lockdowns, because the lockdowns haven't happened here. I think there hasn't been, you know, you go to why is this happening and they go frustration and anger and all that. There is frustration and anger here, no question. But in general, British Columbians have, on this one, followed the direction of public health, We've got one of the highest vaccination rates around. Um, People still accept that we're phasing it out, but on a schedule determined by uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, as uh, Farmer said, we're not taking directions from a mob. We're not taking directions from protests. And I do think that that's got something to do with the way uh, British Columbia has avoided the worst of the trouble. Our opposition parties here, have for the most part supported the government on uh, supported public health on these issues. They've criticized the government at times, but for the most part, you haven't seen the opposition parties here fueling this for partisan purposes. And I think that's made a big difference too.
Yeah, I think it absolutely has too. Okay, so there's all of that going on, uh, Vaughn, and today, 1.30, we expect to hear about restrictions being lifted. Yes, uh, 1.30, we hear, uh, and the Premier's going to be there today. He doesn't often attend these press conferences. He usually leaves it to Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix. I think the fact that he's kept out of it has kept some of it from being polarized politically. He is there today. We think we're going to get a schedule schedule for a phase-out, but it is not going to be everything going right away. I don't think you're going to see what happened in Saskatchewan, uh, what's happened in Ontario, what's happened in Alberta, uh, which is kind of sweeping removals. I think it'll be phased. I think it'll be incremental, and I think it'll be dependent on how things unfold. In the long run, yes, I think we will be phasing out vaccination mandates. We'll be phasing out the vaccine card, but I don't think that's going to happen overnight. Now, it's quite technical, right? Because there is a technical briefing going here, and we also know the Premier is going to be at this press conference, which always signals kind of bigger news. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, You know, um, some of us will note that uh, this is not the first time that uh, John Horgan has taken a premature victory lap on... uh, (laughs) COVID-19. He says he's an optimist by temperament, and he is, but you can also go back and see, uh, you know, what he was saying last June uh, when he was getting ready to uh, do a complete restart program. We had to back off because of Delta. Uh, What he did in in 2020, where he called an election in the middle of the second wave. So, yeah, you have to, you have to, Take what John Horgan says with a bit of assault. Uh, but no, I think that's where we're headed. But right. again, I don't think we're going to get ahead of ourselves the way, in my opinion, they have done in some other provinces. All right, we'll see what happens. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.